hello, hello to all my wonderful partners today and wonderful friends today. I'm glad you're with me. I want to say my hellos today <clears throat> to you, sweet people. Thank you for joining me today. Really, thank you. I really, mean, I really, really mean that. So wonderful. Uh, but I love saying my hellos. You know, I've had, we've had such a blessed teaching, and today I continue teaching on healing today. Oh, what a precious Lord we serve. All right, hello to Ugunma. Uh, hello to David. Hello to Natalia. Hello to Ruth. Make sure to share this with your friends, please. Today, I'm teaching on healing. Healing in the atonement. Oh, this is so precious. This is so precious. You're going to love this. The word of the Lord is life-changing. I mean life-changing. And to him be the glory. All right, let me just keep going here. Hello to Abid. Hello to Cindy Botta. Hello to Grace. Juan Gari. Hello to David. Hello to Ohan. You know, I don't get a chance to say hellos like I do, like I like to do, but today I'm glad I'm doing it. You know, sometimes I have so much to say that I just have to get right to it. And we will be getting into the word very, very quickly today too. But hello to Viliammi and Teresa and Abid and Chima and Daniel. Bless you all for coming. All right, I'm gonna let's pray and thank the Lord for His mercy. Lord, I thank you today for your mercy. Oh, how we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your blessed word, Lord. I pray that you will minister your word today with such power to your people. For your, for your glory and honor, in Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen and Amen. All right, let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. As I begin teaching on, is healing in the atonement? I want to prove to you there's healing in the atonement. So when you partake of communion, expect healing to happen. If there's anyone watching me who is sick, begin taking communion and do it according to the scriptures, which we're going to talk about today, tomorrow. All right. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. I'm reading Romans 5, verse 12. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So here we see by one man, sin entered into the world. And death, meaning disease now, and death by sin. So it's clear that sickness entered into the world by the sin of Adam. When Adam sinned, sin and sickness came into the world. So it's, and, and its only remedy, its only remedy must be found then in the redemption of Christ Jesus. So since sin entered into the world by Adam's fall, the only way we can receive righteousness and healing is by accepting the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus. And we see here very clearly that uh, disease 
is a part of the curse because it says so. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Quite simple. So here we see disease is a part of the fall, a part of the curse. So its true remedy then is the cross. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read chapter 4 and verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. This is healing might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, meaning dying to the flesh, dying to the world. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. This is a very powerful verse by reading. This says when we die to the world, when we die to the flesh, when we die to the things of the world, that's when healing comes. When did healing come to Israel? It came when they left Egypt, when they left the world. So healing comes our way when we leave the world. Did you, did you hear that, Chad? One more time, sir. Okay, I'm going to say it, say it again. When people are living in the world, they cannot be healed. In other words, if they live controlled by the world. Did you get that now? Okay. So, they left Egypt and they were healed. So, Egypt is symbolic of what? The system of the world we live in. So, no one can be healed living in Egypt or living in the world. And I don't mean physically living in the world. I mean where the world controls that individual. We are to die to the things of what? The flesh, the old life, the old man, the world. We're not to allow the world to have any part of us. Because we are in the world, not of the world. Meaning we have to separate from the world completely. We're still in it, that's what the Lord said. But we're not of the world. So any Christians who's, who's still connected to the world, he's of the world, he's always connected to the things happening all around him, he's so interested and he's ignoring his Bible or her Bible, ignoring going to church, ignoring the graces of the Christian life. Well, how can they stay healed? Or how can they be healed? So healing belongs outside the world, not in the world. And that's what it says here. For we, verse 11, look at that again. For we which live are always delivered unto death, meaning dying to the world, for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So God healed Israel when they left Egypt. God will heal us when we leave Egypt. So when people separate themselves from the world, and surrender completely to Jesus, that's when healing comes.
So this is a very powerful portion of God's word. So, you know, when people uh, take communion, if they're still a part of the world, it means nothing. It's not going to bring blessings to them. We have to come out. What did God say? Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Then I will receive you. Then I will receive you. What fellowship has light with darkness? What fellowship has Christ with Belial? None. None. That's what the, the question is in the, in the Holy Word of God. What fellowship do we have with them? Nothing. So let's quit that. Let's come out of the world and healing will come our way very quickly. And may I add, I feel this by the Lord. Sometimes disease stays because of objects in people's homes. Like demonic objects. Remember Ahan? Who brought the demonic into the camp? And, and it brought a curse on the whole nation. So sometimes healing will not come our way if there's things in our home that represent Satan or represent the world. I'm, I'm just giving you the Bible. I'm giving you the Bible because I love you. So to have, you know, emblems and pictures and uh, statues of things to do with the demonic that's not in the word of God. That's forbidden by the word of God. Because it brings a curse. Because it says, lest you be cursed like it, you know. So you can't be healed if there's these things. But I believe that God Almighty is going to show you clearly. Before the coming of the Lord, we are going to see a healing move like we have never seen in 2,000 years. So, now let's begin looking at Exodus chapter 12. Real quick here. This is beautiful. Because in Exodus chapter 12, God presented to Israel the work of the cross. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month will be unto you the beginning of months. So they had to celebrate the Passover. And the Bible says very clearly, they had to eat the lamb, apply the blood. That's communion for us. And when they did that, it says healing came to the, to the whole nation as they ate the lamb. They ate the lamb. This is so incredibly powerful. When we take communion, now remember first, God says, I'm going to bring you out now. So they ate while they were walking out. The, God's word says the dough wasn't even ready when they left. They were still cooking it. So they ate as they came out of Egypt. And we find that in the Psalms. But uh, here it's clear it was at the Passover they were healed. Whenever we celebrate the cross, healing always follows. I just showed it to you again in Second Corinthians, if you just missed it. I think this is so very important because, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm repeating it. Some people sometimes sadly miss these beautiful nuggets, you know, like in verse 10, always bearing about second corinthians 4 10 always bearing about in the body in our body we identify with the dying of the lord jesus that the life also of jesus might be made manifest in our body so when we take communion we identify with the lord's death 
That's what happened in Exodus. They identified with the death of the lamb by eating it. When they ate the lamb, they were identifying with the dying lamb, with the dead lamb, symbolically of Christ, and they applied the blood on their homes, again identifying with the death of that animal. It's the substitute for them. So when we say, Lord, I receive your broken body, I'm identifying with his broken body. When I say, Lord, I receive your blood, I'm identifying with his shed blood and his death for me in substitution because he is our substitute. Now, the Bible says it very, very, very clearly that Jesus is our Passover. So when I partake of the Lord in communion, I am partaking of Passover every single time. I don't have to wait once a year to celebrate Passover. Passover is celebrated every single time I partake communion. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, meaning get, get rid of the world. Here again it's repeated. Get rid of the old leaven, the old world that you may be a new lump, new in Christ. As you are unleavened, you are unleavened, meaning we we are pure from the world, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So every time I take communion, I am really celebrating Passover like Israel did in the wilderness. And then as they came out, they were healed. And every time I partake of communion, I'm declaring I don't belong to the world. So they received strength. They received healing. That was the result of partaking Passover. And the same will happen to you and me. Let's look at Psalm 105. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay. Psalm 105 and verse 37, one of my favorites. He brought them forth also, so they were leaving the land. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. That's incredible. Three million people, and not one person sick for 40 years. Not one person had a toothache, had to go to a dentist. Not one person had to go to a chiropractor. Not one person had to go to a doctor. Not one person had to take medicine. Medicine was not even introduced to Israel till after Solomon married the Egyptian wife he had. So medicine came from the Egyptian wife of Solomon. Nobody even knew about it. It's not even mentioned in the, in the Bible. There's no mention of doctors or medicine in the Word of God till Solomon married that Egyptian wife who brought medicine with her to Israel and introduced it to the nation. Shocking that that actually happened. And yet before that, they were all healed. All they had to do is repent, celebrate the Passover again, and they were healed. It, it, It happened 
Do you remember what happened in 2 Chronicles? Let's go to it quickly. 2 Chronicles chapter uh, 30. Because it says how when King Hezekiah celebrated the Passover, God healed all the people. They had not celebrated the Passover prior to that for a long time. Because Hezekiah's father was was a wicked king and shut the temple and destroyed so much and put idols in the temple. And, And it says now, after Hezekiah became king, he said, listen, clean up the temple. It took him eight days. And then he said, let's celebrate the Passover. And he prayed, even though they were not even ready to do it right. It says in verse 7, for there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. But then it says that he prayed and said, anyone who prepares his heart to seek God, the Lord, God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the the sanctuary. That's in verse 19. But look at verse 20 of 2 Chronicles 30. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed all the people. So here the Passover had not been celebrated in so long. And even though the priests were not even sanctified to do it right. Because the people repented. God healed all the people because of Hezekiah praying for them. What a lovely Lord. What a gracious Lord. And so maybe you've not had communion for a while. I think it's time you do if you're sick. And watch what God will do. My father-in-law, Roy Harden, was dying with cancer years ago. And a man of God came and told him about communion, the importance. And he, he heard the word. And began taking communion. He was supposed to be dead within days from cancer. He lived 10 extra years. The cancer was gone. His color came back. His hair came back. He gained the weight he had lost. We we were all all amazed. Sue and I had flown to Orlando from California to say bye for the last time, thinking he's going to go. And this preacher came with us who told my father-in-law to have communion daily to remind God of his promises. And Roy did. And Roy Harden had the largest church at one time in America called Calvary Assembly in Orlando, Florida. But God healed him because he took communion. Maybe I'm talking to someone who needs to really hear this. Okay. Remember what, what, what God said to Israel. We all know the verse, of course, in Exodus 15, 25. But I want you to see one thing maybe people miss. It says, Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him what? A tree, that's the cross, which when he had cast into the waters, meaning the people, when the people identified with the cross, the waters were made healed, uh, were, were made sweet, they were healed, the people were healed. And then the Lord there made a statue, an ordinance. There he proved them and said, if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God will do that which is right in his sight will give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which are brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. But they had left Egypt healed, 
And now they begin to complain and live worldly, and God brought them back to the cross. Every time sickness came into Israel, when they came back to the work of Calvary, symbolically to the cross, like in Numbers 16 and in Numbers 21, they were healed. Healing always comes when the cross is presented or represented again or introduced again. And Moses said to Aaron, number 16, uh, 46, take a censer, they had sinned against God. He said, take a censer, put fire in, in it from off the altar. Now go quickly to the congregation and make an atonement for them. There is wrath gone out from the presence of the Lord. The plague had begun. Aaron took as Moses commanded, ran into the midst of the congregation, and the plague had began killing people. But when he made the atonement in, in verse uh, 48, it says, he stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. So quickly, sickness will stop if the cross comes back. And they that had died, 14,000 people, besides Korah and his company, who had sinned against God. And remember what it, what it says in Numbers 21, verse 5 through verse 9. Okay, let's just look at it. The cross again, they sinned against the Lord. They, they complained. It says in verse 5, And the people speak against God and, and against Moses. Wherefore, why did you bring us out of Egypt? To die in the wilderness? They were complaining about no bread, no water, no food. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among them. They bit the people, and much people died. Then they said, we've sinned, we've sinned. And the Lord said to Moses, Take a, Make a brazen serpent, a snake out of brass. Put it on a pole. And whoever will look on it will live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, verse 9, put it upon a pole, it came to pass that if, if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent, a brass, he lived. That's the cross. Remember Jesus saying to Nicodemus, as Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. So healing comes when the cross is back in our life. Finally, Job, I love this portion in chapter 33 and verse 14. I love it. And it talks about very, very, very clearly when God brings the ransom, that person is healed. In verse 24, you can read the whole portion later. Then he's gracious unto him and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. But you know, it says earlier, if someone obeys the Lord, uh, and God speaks to them and they obey him, they'll be, they'll be fine. It begins where it says God speaks once, yet twice, but man doesn't receive it in dreams and visions and so on and so forth. But if he does not, because God's purpose to, in speaking to us is, it says, to keep back his soul from the pit, verse 18, his life from perishing by the sword. But if man doesn't listen, he's chastened also with pain upon his bed. So sickness comes because of rebellion sometimes. 
his flesh is consumed away, and so on in verse 21. And then it says, but God is gracious and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I found a ransom. His flesh will be fresher than a child's. He will return to the days of his youth. That's incredible. That's the promise of God. Healing comes when the cross of Jesus is seen again. I'm going to put some beautiful worship for you. And let's just believe God to heal you today because I really believe, I really believe that God Almighty wants you whole, completely whole. All right. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That's how you get healed. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone, Lord, that is watching and listening who needs a healing touch. Let your healing power flow right now, Lord. Your word declares, as they touched you, they were made whole. As men as touched him, were made whole. They touched you then with their hands. Today we touch you with our hearts and our faith. We look to you, sweet Jesus, for healing. We look to you, Lord, for strength in our body. We look to you for help. Bring health and healing, Lord, right now to everyone in need, wherever they are around the world. And so I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. I rebuke pain. In the holy name of Jesus. Be made whole, saint of God. Be made whole in his holy name. In Jesus' name, be made whole for his glory. Some of you are sensing God's blessed power. That's his precious anointing touching you. Someone with arthritis has just been healed. Thank you, Lord. Manta kural metropialba karimen. I worship you. Severe headaches have just been healed. Severe problem in someone's back. God has just healed you. I see someone with a muscle condition getting healed right now. Lord, heal your people. The Lord just showed me someone's right eye, badly infected, also healed right now. You feel the healing anointing. Just lift your hands and say, Dear Jesus, touch me. Dear Jesus, heal me. I look to you and the work of the cross. I look to you and the work of Calvary. Touch me, dear Lord. Quicken my body for your glory. In your holy name. Amen and amen. Be healed today. Be healed in his holy name. I'm going to continue tomorrow ministering the Word of God on the atonement. So please come and join me tomorrow and tell your friends. Now it's time to give to, to the Lord's work. Because you know the anointing of God 
sets us free not only from disease and bondage, even from financial trouble. Because it's in God's precious word that he really cares for you. He cares about your finances. He cares about your future. He cares about your children's future. But we have to do something. We have to reach out and touch the Lord to be healed. We have to give to prosper. We can't prosper without giving, sowing. No farmer can see a harvest till they sow seed, let it go into the ground. We really have two choices. Or we eat our seed or we sow our seed. And anyone who lives by faith will never eat their seed. They'll sow their seed. And once you sow your seed, God takes care of the rest. He'll bring the harvest as surely as the sun will rise tomorrow. He's promised to never fail you in this. He said, prove me now herewith. The only time God says that in the Bible. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there'll not be room enough to receive. So right now, thank you for giving to the Lord. You can go ahead right now and sow your seed. Once I'm done, on the platform you're watching me on, or you can do it now. Or you can go to our website, benhin.org. Or you can text it, just take your phone and text BHM45777. Many of you, I'm asking many of you to, be, to become partners with our ministry, regular givers, so God can bless you, and He will. Now join me tomorrow as I continue, and I'll be praying for the, for the sick every day this week, because I'm trusting God to heal you. God love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.